So let's talk about SBE, shame, blame, and explain. So this is my understanding of shame, blame, and explain, right? Shame, blame, and explain started by Ty City, popularized by Ramil and Ty City, is a message that goes against this whole red pill Kevin Samuels well, let me say Kevin Samuel's style of red pill content, right? So basically, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're not going to be able to shame these women by trying to shame their actions. You're not going to be able to blame these women to death by blaming them for their actions. And you're not going to be able to explain to these women, these women why they're wrong for doing what they do, Right? That's the whole shame, blame, and explain thing. So you put that up against red pill content, Kevin Samuel style content. That whole that whole style of content is really geared towards essentially shaming these women for doing what they do, blaming these women for all the problems they cause, and then trying to explain to these women why they're wrong for doing what they do, right? SBE is presented to say that no matter what you do or what you say, you're not going to be able to change these women. They're going to do what they want to do. Hence, the reason hoes is winning is the um, is the motto for SBE. Hoes is winning. Also, another component of SBE is, you know, stuff that people like myself and others have been preaching for years, self-improvement, meaning you need to work on your fitness, work on your health, work on your career prospects, Work on your upward mobility prospects, work on getting your money right, all that stuff. But there is another component of that that they like to put into this SBE thing. And this component is the acquisition of power. You hear some of the some of the SBE bros out there talking about this stuff. Right. So they'll say you can't shame, blame and explain women. You need to just work on yourself. Get your money right. Health and fitness. Right get your career prospects right, and then try to acquire power. Now, I don't disagree with with focusing on you, getting your money right, health and fitness, career prospects, all that stuff. I totally agree. Because those of y'all who've been subbed to my channel for a hot minute, I've been saying this since forever. Hence the reason why I created the Tech G channel. That's part of the reason why I created the Tech G channel to provide some of you dudes out there an opportunity to uh, get your career prospects on in, a, in an upward trajectory uh, as far as as far as uh, based off of my knowledge and expertise and my quote unquote solution that I present because I don't have all the solutions. But where I do disagree with this whole SBE thing is, is the acquisition of power that they like to present. And the reason why I'm disagreeing with that is because, you know, if you go check out Ramil's last live stream, he just did. All right. I don't know if he's going to leave it up or whatever, but this dude named Patriarchy, what was his name? Patriarchy something. Uh, Patriarchy is back. I think that was his name. He came up on there and this dude was cooking. I mean, he got jokes for days. I need to see him as a regular on that show because his jokes, he, he was he was lighting off into them niggas' asses. Even Ramil, he was, he was clowning the hell out of Ramil at one point. But <clears throat> he was up there saying that he is a proponent of SBEing women. And what he was saying is 
he is a proponent of going up there and talking to these women on their panels. And this and this is going to allude back to Ty City and the video that Ty City did last night where he was uh, the day before or whatever, where he was talking about Melanie King is the uh, the new king of the manosphere. Right. And how she got almost 200,000 uh, subscribers. And she basically took Kevin Samuels format and is running with it at light speed. You know what I'm saying? To where dudes are coming up there and I believe uh, they're paying to get on her show so that she can roast them and clown them in a Kevin Samuels style of fashion as Kevin was doing to them women. So we got that going on. So we get this. So we get back to this dude. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Patriarchy is back. So he said he is a proponent of going up on these women's panels and talking to them not because he's necessarily trying to convince these women to change. He's really just trying to put his message in, in front of that woman's audience in hopes that maybe one or two people will resonate with what he's saying and look at his perspective because he's a, he's like a men's rights activist type of dude, right? He doesn't disagree with uh, Ramil and everybody's perspective or the red pill philosophy, but he just thinks that you have to put, he's like, you have to put the message out there. Now, where this differs with Ty City and Ramil and others like them, they don't believe in going up there talking to these women. They don't believe, they, they believe that no matter what you say, you go into these panels with these women, they're going to do what they want to do, which is true. They are going to do what they want to do. But the problem that arises is, when you're just talking to an echo chamber of people that co-sign and agree with you, you're not going to be able to acquire any type of power, which is the issue that I take with these whole SBE philosophy of improving yourself and then trying to acquire power. I agree with improving yourself. I disagree with that being a strategy to acquiring power. Because in order for you to acquire power, you have to go and challenge those who are in power, whether you challenge them verbally or you challenge them physically and go about doing what you got to do to acquire and or take power from them. That is the only way this stuff works. You can't just sit in your echo chamber of everybody that co-signs and agrees with you about how you should never interact and talk to women. And do you expect dudes to actually apply that in real life and go out there and acquire power? No, that's not how that's not how the acquisition of power works. And I'm glad this dude patriarchy came up on there because he gave an example of SBE working in real life as it relates to politics. And he gave the example of Black Lives Matter. So Black Lives Matter, an organization founded by some lesbians about almost 10 years ago that was started after the death of Trayvon Martin. For almost a whole decade, this organization has been SBEing the shit out of white folks to the point where they got cities that want to defund the police they don't raise tens of millions of dollars off of white guilt. They've put statues of 
dead criminals up that, you know, unfortunately got sent up out of here by the police. They have, they're currently in the process of implementing uh, um, school materials to try to teach young children about being victims, hence this whole CRT thing, which is a, another component directly linked into it. And so how did all that come to be? It's because Black Lives Matter has mastered the art of shame, blaming, and explaining to the point where they actually engage their target, which is white folks and white supremacy, shame them, blame them, and then explain to them. And then these people have conceded to their needs and demands to the point where it's becoming annoying for people like us to where when I cut on Netflix, or at least a year or so ago, they had a whole section of Black Lives Matter movies on Netflix. You go to certain video games, play. if you're a gamer, there was a whole BLE, BLE, uh, Black Lives Matter thing going on in the gaming world, right? Or you want another example? Look at your politicians that run for office. How do you think the likes of Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and every other politician has come to power? They shame, blame, and explain. Yes, they'll tell you what they want or what they plan to do for the people, but in order for them to actually get power, the majority of their message is shame, blaming, and explaining to the people about how bad their opponent is for American lives, right? Go watch Donald Trump when he was running for president. He was talking about Sleepy Joe, uh, not Sleepy Joe, but Hillary Clinton and all the other Republicans that were running against him during his first run at president. The, all of them were up there shame, blaming, explaining. They all say, we're going to do this. But then they all got up there was like, well, this person sucks at this. They did this. They did this. They did this. Right. It's shame, blaming, explaining. That is a tried and true political strategy to actually acquiring power. Right. No matter what you do, it's, it's been going on like that since since Julius Caesar, probably even further back, going all the way back to the damn ancient Egyptians. <laughs> we just didn't have a name for it. But that's essentially what it is. At the end of the day, if we apply it towards modern terms, shame, blaming and explaining to convince the people to see your side of things as you're shaming your opponent so that you can acquire power and inflict your will upon the people whether it's running for political office or getting people to act right, to do whatever, whatever, right? So that dude, Patriarchy, is back. Whatever his name is, he was right in that sense. That's how you actually acquire power and, and, and get change, right? These dudes, uh, uh, Ramil, Ty City, and everybody else who's riding hard on this, they're wrong. They're right about doing for yourself, getting your mind, body, and your pockets right instead of worrying about what these women are talking about. But when they sit around here and they talk about, well, if you want to change some stuff, we got to get the laws changed for marriage, for child support. We got to change some stuff in order to uh, get these women, if you want to get these women under control, well, the only way that's possible is you're going to have to go out there and do some shame, blaming and explaining. <laughs> Meaning you're going to have to actually go out there and engage with your opponents or the people that you see are a problem. And try to win people over to your side of thinking so that you can implement 
the systemic changes that you believe needs to happen. Sitting around in YouTube telling people to just to just ignore women and then complain about the women all day, but also telling them never to engage the women. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like a bunch of pro blacks who sit around here and they talk about white folks all day long and what white people have done, how they've taken over the world institutionally, but they have never, but they, but they don't want to run for office. They don't want to get involved in the political discourse. They don't want to go out there and learn whatever skill sets that the white man has used to put himself in a position of power to learn how to use that skill sets so you can eventually use it to transition and put yourself in a position of power, either by uh, uh, taking it by way of verbal combat or physical combat. That's how this thing works in reality. You understand what I'm saying? So that's where I thought the I thought that's where I thought this whole conversation when old buddy hopped up on Ramil's panel was interesting because it's, it was something that I've been thinking about for the longest, but he just came through and verbalized it in a way that I hadn't been able to verbalize it. When we're talking specifically about the acquisition of power, everything else about get your money right, your mind right, yada, 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 everything that Ty City and Ramil say, I agree with that 100%. I agree with that. I've been preaching that for a hot little minute. It just never caught on to the level that they've, they've managed to, catch, uh, to have it catch on. But when you talk about the acquisition of power, I think they're wrong in that because it's like, how can you attain power if you don't challenge those in power? You have to, you have to, cha you have to challenge these people or at least go out there and try to convince their fans to see things from your perspective. It's just like how modern day po politics is run. These, polit these politicians run these commercials all the time talking about Democrats bad, Republicans bad, yada, yada, yada. Why are they running these commercials? They're not running these commercials to convince the hardcore Trumpers to support the Democrats or the hardcore progressives to come over to the, to the, to the, to the uh, conservative side. These commercials are really ran to get those in the middle who aren't the far right or the far left people who are thinking about leaning to the left or the right to get them to look at their perspective. And right now we're seeing that happen in real time when you have like this pushback on all this woke wokeness that's taking place. A couple years ago when Trump was in office, woke or before Trump got in office, but especially when he came in office, wokeness was all the rage. Everybody was super woke. White folks is hella woke out in these streets. And now here we are, 2022, and we're seeing that they've taken this woke crap so far that they're trying to convince normal sane people that men in dresses are actually women, that the pendulum, the pendulum is swinging back because somebody have been putting a message out there, whoever these people are, whether it's you, me, whoever, that this is some BS. No, men are not women. I don't care what you tell me. Men are not going to be women or me, me paying $5 a gallon for gas is BS or this inflation is BS or all these hyper progressive policies that the left wants to push, which is which is draining my bank account is BS. You understand what I'm saying? You got to put these messages out there. You got to challenge the people to convince those to see your side of, of, of the thinking so that you can hopefully 
try to acquire power. But if you just sit there, if, if, if the right wing just sat there and ignored all these people, or let's just take Trump. If Trump sat there and ignored all these people, he just focused on the diehard Donald Trump fans that he knows no matter what, without a doubt, they're going to vote for him. The dude would have never became president. All right. He would have never. I mean, <laughs> it's almost like how black folks vote Democrat. Black folks give all their undying loyalty to the Democratic Party to the tune of like damn near 90 percent of all black people vote Democrat year after election after election. And then they sit around here crying, complain when the Democrats don't do anything. It's because they got your votes already locked in. So when you're a, when you hear a black person out here on these YouTube streets, we need to do something, man. We we voted. It's like, my nigga, you voted for this person because y'all are all in this goddamn echo chamber. Y'all don't want to go out there and challenge these people on the right or whoever it is you need to, or even people in the left to try to really push your agenda forward. But that's how this works when you want to get power. You need another example. Yvette Carnell and Tone Talks and Tariq Nasheed, they're out here talking about we need to get reparations. Well, one flaw with their argument that I've seen and, and called out before is when they talk about reparations, they talk about reparations as if they only have to talk to black people and black people are going to be the deciding factor as to whether or not reparations is ever granted. No, white folks are going to be the deciding factor because reparations is an American issue. It's an issue that's going to be funded out of taxpayer money if it ever became a reality. You can't sit here and talk, tell white folks, shut up. You have no business talking about reparations when that crap is going to come directly out of their goddamn taxes that they're going to have to fund, that they live in this country and they vote for. So you sitting around here thinking you're just going to talk to black people in the echo chamber. Of course, you're going to have all the black folks agree with you. Yeah, we need reparations. But when it's time to actually go about the process of getting reparations to actually become a reality, well, how do you think that's going to work? You can't just talk to all the black folks. You got to go out there and convince 300 million plus white people to get on board with passing reparations. Which means you may have to talk to some of them that are totally opposed to reparations and try to convince them or at least enough of them to see things from your way. And guess what? That's going to be a whole lot of shame, blaming and explaining, because that's what that's what the whole reparations argument is about. Go watch Tone Talks and Yvette Carnell. They shame, blame and explain like a motherfucker to white people in order to try to convince the powers that be to grant reparations. Right. That's what they do. So that's how this thing works. Now, if you're one of those people that you don't care about change and power then obviously this doesn't apply to you. And look, I'm not opposed to the idea of improving yourself, get your money up, get your health and fitness up, get your career prospects up and go live your best life. I think everybody should be doing that. The problem comes in when you start talking about the acquisition of power. And if you want to put B-dubs back in their place, but then you don't want to go out there and challenge the B-dubs or convince people to see things from your perspective and or you don't want to go participate. Like, let's just say you got an SBE dude who's like, yeah, I want to change something. I'm going to go run for my, my, some local political office, city council, district attorney, whatever, whatever. 
a circuit judge in my area. How do you think those people get elected? They got to go out there and do some shame, blaming, and explaining too to convince you that you're better than the opponent. You can do the job better than the opponent. You can't just sit around here and be like, oh, it's wrong. The B-dubs, they never going to do, they never going to get right, yada, yada, yada. And you know what? You might be right. But you can't sit there and say in the same breath, well, in order for the B-dubs to change, we got to do something politically and get some stuff systemically changed. But then you don't want to participate in that type of discourse, which means you're going to have to go out there and do some shame, blaming, and explaining. <laughs> that's, that's how this works. That's how this has worked since civilization has been has been quote-unquote civilized, at least going all the way back to the damn ancient Romans, right? That, that's how this works. Slavery ended due to some shame, blaming, and explaining. Like all major change, black folks uh, getting recognized as, as full citizens in this country was due to some shame, blaming, and explaining. When Martin Luther King Jr. was out there at the bridge at Selma, walking across that bridge and they allowed all them white folks to beat them up on camera. That was the ultimate shame, blaming and explaining. That's how this works, right? Unless you can find me another way of, of doing it. And the, well, there is another way. The only other way is you uh, strap up and go to war. And the, and the United States is notorious for that. I was in the army for 13 years. We over there dropping bombs on all these countries, shame, blaming, and explaining Saddam Hussein and, and all these damn jihads and, and, and all them people over there to get them to see that our way is the better way. All right. If you don't agree with it, we're going to drop these bombs on you to make sure you understand that this is the better way. <laughs> That's how this works, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think there's this flaw with this SBE thing. And then I also think that SBE is a direct and well, an indirect and direct admission that black women really are winning. They really are winning the gender war. And I think dudes are actually admitting this crap with, when they when they talk about your SBE. I think they are indirectly saying that black women are winning and that niggas can't do nothing about it. And it's not that niggas can't do nothing about it is because niggas refuse to engage in the in the in the quote unquote political process to do something about it, because I heard them mention that dude patriarchy is back. He said something about um, what he say. He told Ramil, uh, what he say. He said uh, Ramil said something about you got to learn to adapt when dealing with these women or something like that. And then that dude said something about what he he said what was a, he said you got to accept change. Or something like that. And the Ramil said, I'm not accepting changes. I'm adapting. I would, I would venture to say that that dude is more correct. Because here's the thing. If you can't get black women to change, and then you have to adapt your strategy for maneuvering through life because the black woman won't change, essentially, you are conceding that they are winning because you are changing up your routine and behavior in order because you can't get them to change. Like they're going to keep going out there, doing what they do, living it up, hopping on the cock carousel, popping babies out, messing with dirt bag dude, just doing all kind of crazy stuff that y'all say they do. But you're the one saying that you have to adapt 
to the to the to the modern culture. You're not saying that they're adapting. You're saying you have to adapt. So if that's the case, then who's the one that's actually changing? You or them? You're changing for them. You're adapting. You're, you're changing up your methods and strategies because you can't control these chicks. You can't get them to see to do things the way that you believe things needs to be done because you don't want to participate in the quote unquote political discourse. And part of this political discourse is, is these YouTube videos, which is what he was saying. Uh, patriarchy, that dude was saying. He was saying that he was trying to get these dudes to understand that if you want to change hearts and minds, this is not an overnight process. You got to start dropping gems until enough people start seeing this crap. And this is one of these things that builds up over time. And then he, he, he brought this example about Christianity, how you, you would get persecuted back in the day. And now Christianity dominates the world. And then somebody in the comments said, well, it took a thousand years. Yeah, it did take a thousand years. You know why? Because they didn't have the Internet back then, nigga. <laughs> they didn't have the Internet back then. The Internet has liberated people to the point where you could take an idea that might take a hundred to a thousand years to circumvent the world. That thing can circumvent the world in a matter of minutes. You know what I'm saying? But it's still, regardless, it's one of these things that requires slow change. Now, is that me saying that y'all all need to be hopping up on these women's panels and arguing and debating with them and having to make you look stupid? No, because listen, I don't even do that. I don't be bringing women up on my panel. I don't really talk to women. I, I you know, I let y'all say what y'all say in the comments and I might address something here and there, but I don't think, to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever had a woman up on my show. I've never even went up on a woman's panel before because my thing is I already know how the channel. See, here's the thing. I already know how it's structured. You, if you're a dude and you're going out there to challenge a woman on her talking points, you have to automatically expect that Cynthia G or, or Melanie King or whoever, they're going to clown you because that's what the audience wants to see. And it'd be the same way if they came up on your channel, you would do the same thing to them. Right. So I'm not really in favor of doing that. But at the same time, I do understand the mentality of dudes like that dude patriarchy who would want to go up there because I'm think, I'm I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand from his perspective. He's not necessarily trying to change the host. I think he's trying to reach those in the audience. So take somebody like Melanie King, almost 200,000 subscribers. You think that's all women? I'm pretty sure it's like. 50 60 percent dudes up in there i don't know how many are white black whatever i'm pretty sure it's a nice healthy combination of all people but i think he's saying if i it's kind of like when these these politicians that are left-leaning they go up on fox news or if a right-leaning politician goes up on a left-leaning news organization like joy reed or something they ain't for the change joy reed but they're hoping that whatever they say resonates with somebody watching this damn channel who's left-leaning that might consider like oh yeah i didn't think about that okay this 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 conservative this trump person makes a you know he might he or she makes a little bit sense a little bit more sense than these looney tune liberals i've been listening to i think that's the whole point of why some dudes want to go up why dudes like this patriarchy do want to go up there I don't think he's necessarily up there because he want now now granted you do have dudes that just want to go up there and be seen and do do some stupid crap and get embarrassed and be, get their simp on and all that. Yeah, look, that you can't change that. But I'm talking about the dudes that really 
are about this. They, they really have a problem with this, with the way liberalism has has infected this culture to the point where we like I said earlier, we got people who are trying to convince us that men are women. And this is why I made this comment. I think I said this in Ty City's stream when he was talking about Melanie King. I put a comment. I was like, Ty City was saying that Melanie King is, is the new king of the manosphere because she's doing all the numbers. She got people calling in. I said in the comment section, I was like, I won't be, I, I was like, I was like, do not be surprised if within the coming months or whatever, you're gonna see uh the queer eye guys and the trans gentlemen starting to starting to ring bells out in these manosphere streets because once you open the once you open the door for women to come in and do a whole bunch of stuff that is normally the cue that all of the the so-called weirdos in my opinion they they come right behind the women right so you open the door b dubs is out there dominating jessica x melanie king What's that chick with the tat with the tattoo on her breast? Danica Marie, all these all these chicks, right? They're out here doing their damn thing, making all the money, getting all the views to the point where they where where Ty City is saying that they are rewriting the history of the manosphere to make it seem like they came up with these concepts, and this stuff didn't come from people like Ty City, uh, uh, old man, angry man, and and whoever else is out there, right? Because you're gonna have a, a brand new flock of people who are just coming onto YouTube who don't know the history. It's kind of like in that patriarchy dude that was on Ramil's show earlier, he proved this because this patriarchy dude made a comment to Ramil saying, saying something about, well, how do you know Kevin Samuels? You only know of him because he went viral. He didn't know that Kevin, Kevin and Ramil knew each other years before this and actually did a show. Like he legit didn't even know that because he's brand new to YouTube, right? And so he's just an example of these new people who are coming into this space and then they're going to hear all they're going to watch these relationship shows where dudes, dudes and women getting relationship advice. And they're going to discover the Melanie Kings because her channel is booming, which means the algorithm is showing her all types of favoritism. And they're going to hear her talking this stuff. And they're going to be like, wow, this woman is a genius, not knowing that she got it from Kevin, not knowing that Kevin got it from other people, Obsidian, Angry Man, ARC. Ramil, Ty City, everybody else who's been, you know, heavily pushing this stuff. They're going to rewrite the rewrite, rewrite the history. And then once that happens, you're going to next thing you know, you're going to have the uh, the, the little Nas X's and the saucy Santana's of the world coming into the space to the point where the black manosphere is going to be the uh, the LGBT sphere. <laughs> that's that's what I predict is going to happen. But for those of y'all who are like, you don't like the way it's going. You're angry. Man, don't talk to the women. Don't talk to the women. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to challenge them. My thing is, but don't sit here and talk about you want to acquire power and take stuff back if you're not willing to challenge them. Because, yes, you can hang out in your, your, your small bubble of influence, talking to your same people that show up live stream after live stream, the echo chamber. And that's cool. Rock out. You'll make your money. You do what you do. You feed all, you know, you, you, you do reaction videos, you get your money like that. That's cool. But don't be surprised if the manosphere and this whole message gets lost in translation to where all these newbies who are coming in who didn't see 1.0, 2.0 stream team and all the other iterations that led up before Kevin Samuels meteoric success 
everybody who's coming in after Kevin Samuel's demise, they look at the manosphere and they just see it's being spearheaded by women and gay dudes or women and transgenders. All right. Because those of y'all who've been around since 1.0, 2.0 string team, y'all don't want to challenge <laughs> because you don't want to talk to these chicks. You know what I'm saying? But you want power. You want things to be reset back to its proper order. But you don't want to challenge those that are in power that are now writing the rules. And then those who are in charge, they get to rewrite the history to make it appear how they want. And right now, that's kind of what it looked like is going to be transitioning to. Until somebody decides to step up and challenge it which can then lead to people trying to challenge it on a systemic level to where you can actually go out there and, inf and, and inflict some type of change in politics or whatever the case may be, if that's what you want to do. I'm not saying that you should. Look, I'm not about to be out there doing all that. I'm not much of a political dude. I'm just trying to get minds and keep it pushing, which is what I think most of y'all want. I'm just talking about the, the few that actually believe in this crap who go the hardest. You know what I'm saying? that want things to return back to the good old days and how it should be. Well, in order for that to happen, you have to engage those that you believe have taken power from you. And you're not going to be able to do that by just sitting in your echo chamber all day. That's just not how any of this works in reality. Talking to them is how all this started. Yeah. Well, I would agree to a certain extent, and here, here's why I agree with you. You had your whole 304 policy, or the, or the, or the what was what'd you call it, the $100 fee. You, you would make these chicks pay you $100 to come up and talk, or whatever. I thought that was genius. I was like, I didn't disagree with that. I was like, that's, that's pretty genius. You created a space for men, and we all can air out your grievances, and then if a woman want to come up, you charge them $100 or you, I think you started charging $304 now, whatever. I thought that was ingenious. I thought, I thought everybody should have been doing it after they saw you do it. That would have been a way to control certain things to a certain, certain extent. But it didn't work because you got a bunch of other dudes that you know, felt like talking to them was going to bring them more money, bring them more views. But these are also the same dudes, in my opinion, that aren't concerned about the structure and the way it's going. Like, yeah, they'll talk this red pill stuff. Or, or, or they'll talk this SBE stuff or they'll talk this this feminism crap or whatever, whatever. But I, I just I don't think they really believe what they're saying. They're just they're just kind of grifting just to get, get the money. I put Jessica X on my channel. She brings me in numbers. I get more super chats and more views. I'm good. Yeah, they might cry about it later on, but they ain't really concerned about trying to restore things to its proper order. I'm talking about the dudes that actually want to restore, who, who, who in their heart of hearts believe that, that things need to be reset and restored to where men are in charge, women are submitting, yada, yada, yada. I'm talking about them dudes. And these are oftentimes the same dudes that'll be in these chats where... They'll say they want this done, but they don't want to go out there and engage in the quote unquote political battles to get it done. They just want to be like, no, don't talk to the women. All right. Don't talk to them, but also don't talk about trying to acquire power either, because 
If you want power, you have to go talk. You have to go out there and engage your so-called enemy. You have to. That's the only way this works. But y'all do what y'all want to do. I'm just saying. I thought that was an interesting discussion. I thought there were some valid points made on both sides, but when I heard old buddy say that, I was like, oh, this guy, he actually verbalized what I've been trying to say, what I've, what I've been leading up to. But also, I think the more you push the SBE message, look, I'm not, I'm not like I say, when it comes to self-improvement, I think I'm doing a damn good job. I created a whole channel for self-improvement, the Tech G channel, right? Promoted every chance I get, <laughs> right? So I, I'm in 100% alignment with it. It's just I disagree with the the power aspect that some people out there talk about. We need to get laws changed. We need to do this. Like Ramil, he'll, he'll always highlight a judge or somebody in, in, in and around the Atlanta area or a black city that's a female politician, right? Like a matter of fact, when he was talking about uh, Kevin Samuels' death a couple of live streams back and his uh, medical examiner report came out and the ME was a black woman. I remember saying in that comment, I heard, I saw some niggas in there talking about, oh, it's a black woman. I'm like, well, if you niggas ain't going to medical school to become medical examiners and doctors, well, what, what the fuck you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? These B-dubs are going to college. I, I told y'all on that last video I did about our black men, grown children. I told y'all black women are becoming truck drivers. They're doing everything that you niggas could be doing. To the point where they don't need you. So you can't complain about a black female politician or a black doctor, judge or whatever. If you're not out there trying to learn this stuff and become that person. Because they're, they're doing it. They are clearly doing it. They are clearly out there doing it. Like Marilyn Mosby. She just lost her reelection. I went to college with this chick, Right. Where I, I don't know, I'm not from Baltimore, but I wonder how many black men from Baltimore actually ran against her when she initially ran to be the DA of Baltimore. I wonder how many, I don't know. But she went to school, I think she majored in political science, went to law school, and became a damn district attorney out in Baltimore. Where are all the brothers at from that area? You know what I'm saying? You got, yeah, okay, you got the white guys there. They'll go out there and do it. But the thing is, she'll win. Well, she, she recently lost. But when she won, because she, uh, she got, remember, she made her name off of Freddie Gray, right? This was like right when Black Lives Matter had, had really kicked up. That's when she made her name. And how, so how did she make her name? Or how did Keisha Lance Bottoms make her name or, you know, become famous? They became famous off of SBE, courtesy of Black Lives Matter, shame blaming and explaining to the hell out of white folks and white supremacy to the point where they want to put incompetent black folks, in my opinion, in positions of power. Look at the uh, latest Supreme Court justice nominee, that black woman who, who, who got up on there and testified in front of Congress that she doesn't know what a woman is. Why is this woman the Supreme Court justice, if you can't sit here and tell me what a woman is, why, why that should automatically disqualify you from being a Supreme Court justice. As far as I'm concerned, a woman is a, a uh, biologically, chronologically grown girl with 
what is it, XX chromosomes? Is that what the women are? Women are XX and whatever the damn set is. That's what a woman is, right? So how she, but how'd she get there? She got there because uh, they wanted a woman of color. Like same thing with Kamala Harris. How did she, be, how did she become nominated as vice president? She got nominated because because Charlemagne told Joe Biden that you need to uh, uh, select a black person to be your VP. That was literally the only reason why she got picked. It's going to be between her and Stacey Abrams because the Charlemagnes of the world, the woe is me's, the pro blacks, the, the, the black lives matters. They've been shame blaming and explaining the shit out of white folks and so-called white supremacy to the point where the president is picking vice presidents just because it's a woman and she's black or quote unquote black. No other qualifications. You look at how she did when she was running for president. She sucked. Nobody wanted to vote for her when she was when she was running in the primaries. But all of a sudden he picks her to be the VP. Why? Because she's a woman. And she's a woman of color. That was the only reason why. And shame blaming and explaining led to her becoming and putting her in that position of power where now she can, you know, supposedly go out there and do some stuff. This is how this works. Now, like I say, this is really for those of y'all that take this to heart. For those of y'all who are just like, I'm just going to adapt, move on and pump and dump and do what I do. Well, then, you know, just focus on you. But I'm just talking about when you talk about power, we want to change things. We, if we want to get these women to bend, bend the knee, we got to change laws. And you know, all you do is out there crying about child support. First off, if you had to never put a baby in that chick, you wouldn't be having child support issues. Let's start there first. Well, being that you did put a baby in this chick and now you got to deal with the child support issues. So you want to call them baby mama terrorists and all this crap. Well, if you want to change the baby mama laws, the child support laws, uh, crying all day on YouTube and only talking to a bunch of niggas that agree with you on YouTube about child support and some BS, that ain't going to get the laws changed. You're going to have to go out there and get into the field, the field of uh, political discourse <laughs> and engage these people, whether you're doing it on YouTube to try to convince more women to believe that child support sucks or you going out there going to law school so you can uh, or doing whatever you got to do to run for some type of political office so you can actually get them damn laws changed. And then when you do that, that's going to cause you to go out there and have to do some shame, blaming and explaining to the population out there, which is mostly women who benefit from this crap to convince them that, hey, these child support laws are BS. You shouldn't be getting ten thousand dollars a month just just because I, I make I make a few bands each year or whatever the damn issues may be. Like you, like you have to go out there and shame, blame, and explain your way to make, make actual change. Like I say, if you're not going to do that, the only other way is to pick up arms and go out there and start throwing sticks and stones at people. Those are the only two ways. Either you shame, blame, and explain to convince people to change their mentalities, or you pick up sticks and stones and go out there and conquer people. That's the only way this stuff works. Talking to an echo chamber all day doesn't change anything because oftentimes the echo chamber is 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 super small compared to the size of your opposition that's how this works man so i thought that was an interesting discourse i had to get my two cents on it 
I found it rather fat, rather fascinating, uh, rather fascinating. And I hope that dude comes back because, you know, his jokes are pretty funny. So he got some joking skills. But I think he made good points. That. Somebody's going to have to go out there and do the shame, blaming and explaining. I know it's a, I know it's not a popular sentiment. I get it. The way that term has been bastardized in this space, everything is SBE. Somebody's going to say I'm SBEing right now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I really don't. I don't care. But I'm also saying that if you have a problem, it's, it's like a twofold thing. Dudes have a problem with the way women are running stuff because of liberalism, I mean, not liberalism, feminism, well, liberalism and feminism, we'll put it, we'll put them in the same category, but, but because of feminism, these women can go out there and do what they want to do. There's no real type of punishment inflicted upon them by society, which means we live in a, a world of double standards, which is true. I talked about that in my last video, right? So women can do what they want. They can make horrible decisions. They can go out. I mean, and I agree. They, so I know women right now with uh, two, three kids buy some, buy some dirt bags and they can still go out there and pull a high value man with no kids. I know some fat sloppy chicks that can go out there and pull the dude with no problems. I, we all know this to be true because there's a whole bunch of simps out there and simping is a, I use that term loosely, <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of dudes out there whose uh, standards are different from mine's and yours. And they're on, they're on board with the women dominating and running, running stuff. Because they think, because in my opinion, they think that's going to get them sexual access, a lot of them. And look, I'm not saying it's just to be saying I had a dude right from my website. Anybody remember this dude named HT? They used to write for my website, Onyx Truth, my little resident incel. Well, if you go back to my website and read all his writings, because they're still posted, he gave off those vibes that he was cool with letting women just do whatever he want because in his mind, he believed that that would get him closer and closer to the, to the coochie. If he just let women, like he gave, he, gave, he told me this story one time how women had him listed in their phone as food. Like you, you open up their phone and if they were to call him, it would show his name would pop up as food, meaning they only used him when it was time to go eat because they knew he would pay for food. But in his mind, he thought this is going to get me one step closer to, to dusting this chick off. And it never happened. And this is by his own admission. It would never happen. It was so bad for him his homeboys, he would tell stories about how his homeboys would be smashing the chicks that he was trying to smash in his bed. Like, I actually have this. I'm going to go find that podcast and upload it. Like, he admitted this on, on a damn podcast. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. He brought a chick back to his crib after she called him to go get some food. His homeboy was at the crib. His homeboy ended up smashing the chick in his bed while he's sitting on the couch watching netflix by himself <laughs> like he told the story i was like god damn i didn't know it was that bad for, for dudes out there till he started coming up oh i'm gonna listen asriel i'm gonna post the video i got the recording 
I'm going to go through and find it and re-upload it. And you're going to hear it out of his own mouth. This dude used to write blogs for my website for like three or four years. And I just let him do it because it was bringing me attention. It was, it was generating a little bit of money for my site. So I was like, whatever. But he would tell these, but all of his writings, then I started to let him come up on my podcast. I used to do it with my brothers. He would just tell these weird old stories. And then, like I said, he told that story one day. I was like, oh my goodness, this dude is way far gone than I thought. But I'm mentioning him because he's part of the collective out there that's cool with women using and abusing him and being in power to the point where it's like I said yesterday, he's one of these dudes that I think wants to be baby, treated like a child. He wants to, he's the one that wants to get flued out. He don't want to, he don't want to do no flying out. He wants to get flued out. He's on some crap like that. So you got a whole bunch of dudes out there that are like that. That are cool with the, the, the Danica Marie's of the world, the Melanie Kings of the world, rewriting history and all uh, manosphere history and all that crap. They're cool with it because in their opinion, they're getting one step closer to playing with them titties. They are once in their mind, they are one step closer to motorboating them titties. They are cool with this. You know what I'm saying? They, they, them niggas hop up on camera. They got Melanie King in a split screen with them. I wouldn't be surprised if these niggas took a screenshot of that, put it on their phone, and then after the show, they go motorboat their phone. You got a whole army of dudes out there that are like that. That are cool with the way things are and how women are out there doing what they do. But then you got this small collective of dudes who have had it up to here. And they want to they don't want to talk to the women. They want to retreat from them and hide from them and, and not engage them. Just don't talk to a man. Women just ain't going to just gonna do what they want to do. Just don't talk to them. All right, that's fine. You can say that. But stop right there. Don't go any further. Don't once you say that statement, you can't start talking about how you need to get power. You can say don't talk to the women, don't engage them, come to a complete full stop right then and there. Just stop. The moment you start talking about, well, if we want to change the laws and change this, now you have to open yourself up to engaging these people. That's the only way it's working. When you engage them, you got to engage the bosses and their damn female and male minions with the hopes of changing one or two of these niggas. So that you can inflict systemic and or political change. That's how this works. I mean, look at look at Black Lives Matter, right? Why don't they ever talk about black people killing black people? They only talk about white folks and cops that kill black people. Why is that? It's because white folks don't give a shit about black people killing black people. They don't care. It's only when you start shame, blaming, and explaining them as to where people kill black folks, all of a sudden they tune in and listen. And, and, and they've been hella effective with it to the point where, like I said earlier, they're getting laws changed. They're getting people elected the political office off this crap. You understand? That's, that's how this works. If they were to just to focus on, man, niggas need to stop killing niggas. You know, kind of like how I do on my channel. Don't nobody give a shit about this. But if I start talking about going in on white folks killing black people, my channel will probably be booming around here. I'll be, I'll be on some Tariq Nasheed shit. <laughs>
<laughs> but don't nobody care. Hell, black folks don't even care. You know what I mean? And it's the same way with this SBE thing. So like I said, you can do the SBE, focus on yourself, get your money up, health, fitness, career prospects, go bag all the chicks you want, be a single happy man with no kids. I don't disagree with that. Before I got married, I was on that same crap too. I'm never getting married, never having kids. Because I heard your, I heard your, I heard your, uh, your Twitch stream, Ramil. I heard what you were saying up in there. <laughs> I heard what you were saying. Not saying that you say anything crazy, but we we fundamentally disagree about that. Yes, I do think pump and dump is more of a young man's game. I, I personally do believe it. I don't think it's something that you can carry on into old age. But we're just gonna have to agree to disagree with that talking point. But at the same time. Like I say, if you want to talk, preach that, that's cool. I don't have an issue with that. I agree with a lot of it. Take care of yourself. Get your money up. Get your education up, your skills up, your career prospects up. Do you become the best version of you you can become because you're doing it for yourself, not to make somebody else happy. Because you can't make anybody else happy until you make yourself happy. That's my, that's my personal opinion. But do I totally agree with that message. But after that, you got to stop. You can't, you can't go, you can't start creeping off into the, we need to talk in this political stuff. You can't do it. Because now you have, if, if you want to do that, you have to open that door up to go engage these people that you don't want to talk to. That's the only way this works. Either you verbally engage them or you break out the sticks and stones and engage them. If you want to see change. So if you're one of those dudes that want to see change, well, you have to, you're going to have to go out there and uh, engage the, the females. <laughs> that's, that's just how this works. And convince their fans and followers and all the soy boys over there to see, see your way of things and why these niggas need to stop acting like damn women and assume, and assume their supposed natural-born birthright as a as a damn nigga nigga with some damn bass in his voice and authority but then again i don't know if that's possible because a lot of you niggas weren't raised by by father so i don't know how that's going to work either but i'm just saying that was just an interesting uh dynamic that i saw and it's starting to storm out here i don't know if my internet's about to be going in and out it's like lightning out here right now but um Let me see what y'all hear yapping about. Hold on. If you pump and dump, don't complain about all the hoes out there. Listen, people are going to pump and dump, right? Like I say, listen, and I'm not trying to get into this whole pump and dump conversation. People are going to do it. You can't expect people to not go around and sleep with each other. I mean, that's just the way it is. My thing is, from a man's perspective, and even well, since I'm a man, I can only talk about the men's perspective. My thing is, I don't think that is a reasonable lifestyle as you get older. Because you just don't, because I, because I, you know, just the way biology works, I just don't think you have the energy. Most people aren't going to have the energy, the time, or interest in just constantly pumping and dumping. Like I said, I've seen this with older relatives in my life that were on that pump and dump stuff, and now they all, they, they settle down. I mean, like I said, I was a pump and dump dude before it was called pumping and dumping. That's what I did. <laughs> I started pumping it up in high school at 15. Like that's when I first got busy. 
I had a good 10 years run. But after a while, I, it was just something I didn't want to do because I was like, shit, how much more does I, I got tired of being out there like that? And I think that's what most dudes are going to do. I just, that's why I think it's a young man's game. It's a popular sentiment amongst young people to talk about. Or it's a popular sentiment amongst people who have never had any real experience in the field. And now they all of a sudden they got a little money. Oh, I'm going to go pump and dump. Yeah, they'll grow tired of that. Very few can actually do that until their old age. But that's where, you know, he and me and Ramil disagree. I think it's a young man's game. <sighs> Let's see. Some men can make the same decisions. I know about three to four baby mamas, but turned around and married and educated with married and educated woman with no kids. Yeah, look, I've I've seen it on both sides. I, I know dudes with kids that got married to a chick with no kids, and I know I matter of fact, I got like I got like two, I got one or two cousins. They got like, let me see, one cousin in particular, she got like three baby daddies, and she still got a nigga to marry her. But that's what I think is going to happen, man. You know what I'm saying? I think SBE, overall, it's an admission of defeat. Hoes is winning. And I know some people like to say, well, hoes can, win. hoes can win and men can win. Yeah, true. And what I mean by that is y'all can both go out there and do what you want to do for the most part. You ain't got to settle down and be subservient or or, you know, up under somebody or whatever, whatever. But where men are, where men lose and hoes is winning is that the women have power. They're out there actually engaging in the political discourse of this country, city government, state government, federal government, to where they can keep these, uh, these institutions of power rolling that you all like to complain about and cry about. You don't like the marriage laws. Well, in order for somebody to change the marriage laws to where you don't get jacked for 50% or more of your crap, somebody going to have to run for office and, and go out there and do some sbe to get those laws changed. You don't like to child support laws. Somebody going to have to go out there and run for some type of political office and do some sbe to get them to change the uh, child support laws. And right now, every time you look up, there's always a damn black female that's in a position of power. Go look up. Matter of fact, this, this is part of the reason why I always talk about Akatunde Nation. Akatunde Nation News. Y'all know him. That's my dude, man. He always goes around talking about the crime in Blackistan. One thing that Akatunde always does, he'll always highlight who is the chief of police in these cities, whether they're large cities or small cities. Damn near 90% of all the chief of police in all these cities, regardless of how big or small the cities are, most of them are black women. Did you guys know that? Go look up the chief of police in these cities that have a, a decent black population. It's like us. It's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of black females that are the chief of police of these cities, y'all. You don't even have niggas becoming chief of police. Or they're turning over power to the to the B dubs. Go look at your city council. 
But look at all the people running for some type of office in your city. It's going to be like a whole bunch of black women that are running for office. But where are these dudes at? You can't just be on YouTube in the echo chamber crying about the system. But you don't want to engage in the political discourse, which oftentimes means you're going to have to do some SBE. So every time you see a, a news story and somebody highlights us, oh, a black woman, well, that's because these B-dubs are out here doing this crap. They going to school, getting educated, getting put in these positions of power, whether they're deserved or not. Yeah, look at Tierra Mack. Vote for Tierra Mack. She twerking on a handstand. Now, granted, she's a state senator in a state with a bunch of white folks. Rhode Island. I don't know what the population is out there. But I guarantee, I guarantee she probably won because of some SBE. Guarantee it. She's a black, lesbian, queer, whatever the hell you call it. She hit him with that. I'm a minority. I'm a female and I'm queer. Oh, that's SBE power right there for the white for the white peoples. We got to give this little black lesbian a chance. Vote for Tierra Mac. She messed around and win her reelection campaign off of that twerking video. Cause she going, have y'all seen it? She doubling down on it. She is, she has nicknamed herself. She said something about twerk for pop pop. Uh, you should be twerking for politics. Like she's doubling down on the twerking. She ain't backing off of it. She ain't, she ain't feeling no shame. This is part of this black women going to do what they want to do crap. But then you got niggas making videos. Oh my goodness. Look at these women. They're twerking. It's like, you know, like Dr. Boyce Watkins and, and other people I've seen. Oh my goodness. They, they, they're doing the whole shame, blame and explain thing. Right. But then they want to talk about the power aspect. All right, well, if you don't like this woman twerking her way to power, Boyce Watkins or whoever else is out there, one of you niggas need to go run for run for office against her. And until you do, I don't want to hear no talk about what you need to do to dethrone her or, or, or remove her from her seat of power. Because she's going to twerk her way all the way back to a reelection. And then she in here talking about how she want to introduce more, more sexual studies into the schools amongst the kids and then everybody will complain about that oh my goodness well until one of you niggas get up there and run for office and challenge her she gonna do what she want to do just like you know Ramil and Ty City say they gonna do what they want to do and they gonna do what they want to do because nobody wants to go up there and challenge them because SBE, oh, I want to talk to them. Well, all right, fine. You don't want to talk to them. Well, guess what? They're going to do what they want to do all the way to a damn position of power, real power. You know what I'm saying? Until one of y'all decide to go challenge them. <laughs> like, this is how this works, y'all. This is how this works. So I repeat if you only view SBE from the standpoint of, these B-dubs going to do what they want to do. You as a black man, you, need, you just need to focus on your health, your wealth, your career, your fitness, and your overall happiness. I have no problems with that. Do what you do. But in my opinion, you are not allowed to talk about systemic or political change. 
you should you, you're not allowed to go beyond that point because to talk about systemic and political change, i.e., changing the marriage laws, changing the child support laws, changing the laws so that more black men can get allocated money, you know, kind of like how they gave all them women their money from the banks, you know, doing all this stuff to empower black men. If you don't want to go out there and, and challenge the powers that be, i.e., the B dubs and all the black men that sign that that are under under the thumb of the B the B dubs, you're not allowed to talk about that stuff. You just need to just stick with strictly. I don't care what these B dubs do. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm just going to focus on making my life happy. Fine, cool. Stop there. Anything political, you're not allowed. In my opinion, you're not allowed to talk about it because in order for you to talk about it, you have to do SBE. Because there's no other way to make this happen unless you're going to pick up some sticks and stones and, and start going to, you know, the BLM burning down buildings route. That's the only way this works. There is no other, show me another way that this works in history. Uh, there's only, like I say, since, since human beings have been civilized, there's only two ways to get power. Either you take it by force or you take it by changing people's hearts and minds. There is no other way. Ignoring those in power doesn't get them to change their positions of power. <laughs> That's how this works. In case you guys don't, didn't know, you want power, you have to go challenge those that are in power and take it from them or change hearts and minds of those that support them. That's the only way this works. doesn't work any other way. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like it's almost like brothers are equating black women to the, to the white man. <laughs> when you hear these talks, you know the white man is omnipresent, can do can do everything. Shit, it's almost like black men in this space are elevating B dubs to the level of the white man. And then I know some people are like, well, they are one in the same. Well, maybe. I don't know. They are the helpers of the white man. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All I know is you can't be one of these dudes out here talking about you want to get these women back in line. You want to go to Kevin Samuels. I mean, well, not to Kevin Samuels, right? but you want to get these women back in line. Unless you go out there and engage them. I mean, <laughs> the change hearts and minds of those that listen to them. Or you pick up the sticks and stones. And that's the only way this works. Hiding out in the cubby hole. I'm just going to talk to these people over here. Well, that's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Because the B-dubs is out there. I seen people with that Tierra Mac thing. I seen black men and women co-signing her talking about what's wrong with her twerking she should be able to twerk if she wants y'all remember uh matter of fact that ain't the first time we've seen this happen what was that uh get your booties to the pole who remember that commercial where they had a they had a whole strip club a bunch of strippers talking about get your booties to the pole strippers twerking in the commercial trying to convince niggas to go vote this ain't this ain't nothing brand new We've seen this a couple of years ago with the get your booties to the pole. And this is just normal for black folks. They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So that's how this works, man. If, if, if you're one of those people that 
wants to see things go back to its natural order. But if you don't, you just want to do you and you just want to adapt. Because remember what I said about adapting. Those who like, you know, like, like I say, Ramil and others that say that they're adapting to the, to the way things are. That, that means they're really changing. They're changing their behaviors. To, to the, they're changing their behaviors to acquiesce to those that are in power, which is the B-dubs. The B-dubs aren't changing. They're doing what the fuck they want to do when they want to do it. It's the niggas that are changing their behaviors <laughs> to adapt to them, which, which, which is a clear indicator that they are winning. Hoes is really winning. They got niggas changing and adapting to them. I'm going to go do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And you ain't going to tell me shit, nigga. And then the black man is like, well, I just got to adapt. I just got to adapt to the way things are. Well, who who's really winning in that scenario? The person that's adapting or the person that's saying, I'm going to do what I want to do. And they got the other person adapting to them. Seems like the B-dub is winning, right? Hose is winning. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how I interpret it. Remember, remember, I'm half white, y'all. So when I get to talking like this, that's the white man. I told the white man in my head to go to the front of the brain. You know what I'm saying? When I start, when I, when I, try, when I try to put stuff in a logical sequence, I've called the white man in my head and told him to go to the front of the brain and start talking to you niggas. So that, that's, that's what's really going on. It's the white side of me talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyways, you know, that's all I want to say. Shout out to Ramil. I hope he brings that dude back up on that panel because that was a pretty interesting. I hope, he, I hope he keeps that panel up. I want y'all to go check it out. It was a very interesting panel. I'm going to tell you that right now. It was like a four-hour live, but it was, I watched almost every minute of it. I, was, I couldn't get, I couldn't hardly get shit done today. I was, I couldn't turn it off. Say bending the knee. Yeah, that's what it is, uh, Azrael. Bending the knee. I mean, just think about it. You're adapting because something else isn't changing. That means whatever is changing is in a position of power and is winning. And now you have to adapt how you move and maneuver. So that clearly means you're not in a position of power. Because if you were, they would be adapting to you and how you move and maneuver. But it's the opposite way around. The message is we need to, y'all need to, modern men, modern black men, y'all need to adapt to these modern women and how they do. Well, that's just another way of saying that these B dubs are, are out there winning. They're winning politically and they're winning the culture. <laughs> To where you have to adjust how you how you do things to them. Yeah, you might get more chicks. Oh, it's just pump and dump season. Yeah, but like I said, you've adjusted, you adjusted you to them, not the other way around. So that's why that's why I labeled this SBE. The SBE movement is an admission of defeat. Because that's essentially what it is. You've indirectly admitted that you've been defeated. You know what I mean? 
when I was listening to that live stream, I was like, damn, these a lot some of these niggas talking sound like they've been they're defeated. Well, I don't want to talk to that person. I'm gonna take my ball and go home, man. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go over here and I I, I get it. I, I listen, I'm not telling you who, who to associate with and not do what you do. I listen, I don't think y'all should be embarrassing yourselves on these panels either. Just for the simple fact of how these panels are structured and how they're gonna go. You're going to get embarrassed, they're going to make you look stupid. And some people want that. They get a kick out of that. But you're going to get, you're going to be made to look a fool because you're going on their platform and they have to appease their audience and their audience wants to see, wants to see them drag niggas. I don't know how you don't know that in this day and age, but that's the format. That's the formula. So they're going to make you look like an idiot. But at the same time, if you're one of these dudes and you sincerely think we need to make changes to these laws and how this whole society is structured. Well, you might have to go up there and talk to the audience of Melanie King, because that's who has the ears of the street to the tune of like close to 200,000 ears. A mix of men, women, white, black, all types of crap. You might have to go out there and do some SBE. And hopefully you could change one or two of them niggas. <laughs> and then over time, you change more and more. if you care about the systemic slash political change component of SBE. But if you don't, you ain't gotta do none of that shit. You, you can, you know, go run to your corner and you know, never talk to chicks again and do what you do. I ain't got no issue with that. I'm just talking about the political systemic component of SBE. But even regard, but irregardless of that, irregardless of that, SBE still in its totality is a declaration, in my opinion, that women have officially won the gender war. That it is sincerely over with for you niggas. <laughs> it is literally over with for niggas, in my opinion. That is an official, the SBE movement flag waving in the sky is an unofficial declaration that women have won. Because niggas are changing how they maneuver in life because the B-dubs are out there doing whatever they want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yes, this is uh, indirectly bending the knee. I mean, uh, what, what's old girl's name? Uh, what was her name? From uh, Game of Thrones. What's her name? Khaleesi, whatever, the dragon queen. She got her damn dragons flying around Westeros just fucking niggas up all over the place. She do whatever the hell she want to do. Everybody else had to adjust to her because she had them damn dragons. That's what's going on right now with this gender war. These B-dubs and these damn YouTube channels they got their, their, their microphones are these damn dragons. <laughs> and then they got like millions, hundreds of thousands of other dragons in the audience. And niggas is out there adjusting how they maneuver in life because they can't stop these B-dubs with their dragons from coming through fucking shit up. Shout out to Logic Sphere. And look, I ain't saying nothing. Logic Sphere said it. Logic Sphere said Melanie King is the king of the manosphere. He indirectly said it the other day. He's even coming to this conclusion. <laughs> he said they, they finna rewrite history on you niggas. 
And I'm saying Melanie King's going to open the floodgates for the LGBT people to come through. You're going to see saucy Santanas all up in the manosphere running these conversations. That's what I'm saying is coming next. <laughs> we slowly getting to that point, maybe even faster than what I think. That's all I'm saying. So, like I say, if you want to, if you want to SBE, when you look at SBE from a totality, you're looking at it from a bird's eye perspective. SBE, in my opinion, is a flag of defeat. Niggas can't do shit. We give up. Women win. Now, once you come down to the ground level, you got two components of SBE, as far as I'm concerned. You got the Stop talking to these chicks. Focus on doing you. Get your mind right, your money right, your health right, your overall quality of life right. I 100% support that. But then you got this other one component of SBE, which is the political stuff. Well, if we want things to change, child support, marriage laws, well, just like that dude was saying on Ramil's panel, you're going to have to go out there and do some SBE because that's the only way shit works. You don't like child support laws, marriage laws. Well, somebody got to go out there and, and start flying around with the SBE cape on and start explaining to these women and these niggas. Because <laughs> these women are out there in positions of power. On YouTube and out there in them streets. See, this is where I disagree with logic sphere. Putting yourself in a winning position is not defeat. All right, explain to me the winning position you're in. You're only, listen, you only got to, you're winning, you're quote unquote winning if you only focus on yourself, your health, wealth, and overall quality of life. All right, you're winning. If you're trying to say you're winning because you got to you convince a bunch of dudes that they're going to go out there and change laws and the overall culture by not engaging the so-called enemy, the woman. That's not winning, bro. That's defeatism. You've been defeated. Because y'all, you and Ramil got a bunch of niggas that say, don't talk to these women. And look, that's cool. If you just want to do that from the perspective of just focus on yourself and, and make yourself happy. Happy, healthy, and wealthy. But when you start talking about child support laws need to be changed, marriage laws need to be changed, and all this other bullshit needs to be changed, you're losing because you got these same niggas that say they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to engage and talk to these chicks. They don't want to go out there and change hearts and minds or run for political office. And running for political office means you got to go out there and change hearts and minds and do SBE. That's what that means. Okay, maybe you didn't directly say it, but it's a popular sentiment amongst everybody under the SBE banner. So you may have not directly said it yourself, but there's a lot of people that say, I never talk to them women. Don't do it. Don't do it. And look, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. It just depends on what perspective you're coming from. And that's what I think old buddy was trying to convey. He just, you know, kind of did a horrible job at it. 
when he came up over Mills panel, when he was like, well, we got to go out there and change hearts and minds. I think he's talking about it strictly from the perspective of we want, if we want to get these laws changed so that they favor men, well, you have to go out there and do some SBA. But if you just want to focus on self, be happy with yourself, live your best life and all that stuff, then that's cool. You don't have to go out there and do the SBE thing by, by engaging women like that. You know what I mean? But regardless, regardless of which stance it is, when we zoom back out and go to this bird's eye view, Hoes is winning. They, they've won. They've, they, they're currently winning. The, they've won the gender war because according to everybody's logic here, men have to adjust to the, to the times. Women ain't got to adjust to shit. They just do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it, with whom they want to do it. The niggas got to adjust. So if you got to adjust to something that doesn't have to adjust, that means that thing that doesn't have to adjust is obviously in control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I guess, I mean, the white manosphere was here first, but I think this is, uh, the way dudes feel is just a, a culmination of white men, black men, and whoever just dealing with women in general. So just cause the white men started voicing their opinions online first, you go back to the eighties and nineties, there were black dudes in the barbershops and at the basketball court voicing their same opinions. They were voicing their same opinions on records. Snoop Dogg got a whole song called Bitches Ain't Shit But Hoes and Tricks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just y'all came to the internet with it first. That's it. But everybody have been talking about the culture. Y'all just came to the internet with it first, as far as, far as I know. Or I'm not, uh, not going to say first, y'all use the internet to put the message out there to the masses first or in a more effective manner. And then the black manosphere came about. Men have an advantage. If I was a man, I would do all kinds of things with the testosterone levels and strength. Men complaining too much is a bad sign. Well, thing is testosterone and being a masculine man man has been demonized thanks to liberalism and feminism and how has it been demonized because you got a bunch of women <clears throat> a bunch of alphabet mafia people and a bunch of beta males who blindly subscribe to the wills of women because they think that's going to get them closer to the panties they they've put themselves in positions of power to where they've enacted certain things to make it cool to demonize men and masculinity. That's it. That's, that's, that's literally how we got here. If you had a bunch of dudes, if, if the majority of the dudes in this country exuded masculinity, like traditional masculinity, of just on some basic manhood shit, doesn't mean you're out there beating people up and doing all kind of crazy stuff. You just, you're just a man. 
meaning you don't believe men could be women. <laughs> you know, if, if you're a person that legit believes that men cannot be women, you know, that, that's like the new standard for even entertaining if you're a man, in my opinion. You, you, we we got to start asking niggas these questions. When you, you, when you come across a dude, I'm a masculine man, ask him, do you believe men could be women? If they say yes, he's automatically disqualified. If he says, no, men cannot be women, then I, right, well, he made it past, you know, so far he's good to go. But we don't, we don't have enough of that in Western society. Dudes are scared to step up. Dudes are scared they're going to not get access to coochie or whatever the case may be. They, they're just scared. So it's not really an advantage. The problem is you got a bunch of dudes that recognize this, but very few are willing to step up and actually engage in the SBE political systemic discourse to try to change it because there's a lot of potential blowback that can come your way. You can get outed, docs, threat of losing your job, threat of going to jail, threat of this, threat of that, depending upon what you do. There's a whole lot of that going on because not enough men Real men, men that do not believe women could be men. I mean, men could be women and vice versa. Not enough of us are out there who are willing to go out there and, you know, that's why they hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump, hate him or love him, he exuded that masculine energy that I think was being starved. You know, people were starved for in this country for a hot little minute. But now look, we got Joe Biden in office. What'd he do? First thing he do, he elects some trans gentlemen to be in his cabinet and do some other crazy crap, right? Yeah, it's not respected over here. We sitting here rewriting human history over the past five years. You got, like I say, I always say back in the 90s when I was a teenager, even gay dudes back then knew that they weren't women. Just within the last five years, that's changed. And, and the whole world's supposed to get on code and believe that women could be men, uh, men could be women. Like, huh? No. Well, if a civil war breaks out, a lot of you Negroes are getting sent up out of here. <laughs> A civil war breaks out, a lot of y'all are getting sent up out of here because y'all ain't got no type of fighting skills, shooting skills, rock throwing skills whatsoever. A lot of y'all getting sent up out of here. Yeah, he made that weirdo. Yeah. That's why, that's why SBE, my like I say, in my opinion, it's just a over overall. It's a declaration of defeat. Women have won the gender war. But like I say, when you zoom in, you know, if you, would, if you just want to focus on make yourself happy and your life happy and great, I don't have an issue with that at all. I think that's what all everybody should be doing. Go out there and make your life as complete as possible and as happy as possible without you necessarily having to depend on somebody else to, to do it for you. I do not disagree with that. I do disagree with when people start talking this change shit, political stuff, systemic stuff, 
because you have now you got to go out there and fly around with your SBE flap uh, cape on, flapping in the wind. Talking point skills for the win. <laughs> hey man, that's the white man. Listen, Ty. Listen, Ty. Listen. Th that's the benefit of being biracial. Listen, you got a biracial child. Your biracial child is gonna. He, he <laughs> Ty City, you got a biracial kid, right? Your biracial kid is gonna understand this. You know what I'm saying? When he when he wants to start, he or she wants to start talking logical, that white person's gonna move to the front of their brain, man. <laughs> that's how this is, man. I can't help it. Blame white Jesus. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Right, that's, that's right. We run the world, baby. We could we could be emotional, and then when it's time to turn that emotional shit off, be like, "Hey, white person, get to the front of the brain." <laughs> if I was a man in my thirties, I would start taking testosterone. They say testosterone levels in men lower as they get older. Fight back, promote testosterone supplements for men online. Yeah, testosterone levels drop. I mean, it's just the way it goes. You know what I'm saying? This is the way it is. I mean, you could take testosterone boosters, but listen, you can go take all the testosterone you want. The overall culture is dominated by beta people, women and beta males. They push the cult. They're pushing the culture. They're telling you what you're going to accept. You're going to get out or lay down. Like every time you go, go watch a random TV show. Like, like look at that TV show, The Shy. Remember when it first came out, it was a pretty decent show. Then after they fired old buddy, they don't introduce all types of weird stuff. Like the main character on the show right now, Trig, the guy that played Johnny Gill in the new edition story, they got him out here. He, he's a tranny chaser. Now they're chasing transgender chicks. And they're about to have him officially, quote unquote, come out the closet on the show. It's like, dang, really? And, and guess what? They got him running for a city council position in the show. And he's pretending to be a heterosexual. And then I think he made this one line in the show. He was like, uh, he said he was sitting there talking to this transgender. And the transgender was asking why he was living a lie. He was like, well, transgender women are women. So how am I lying? I'm heterosexual. I was like, I, I looked at my wife. They're like, do you hear this crap? They are really trying to program people into thinking that if you are a dude that dates a transgender woman, that you're in a heterosexual relationship. Like they are literally trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how, how does that, how is that even possible? They are literally trying to program people into that. But that's that's the stuff that's going on, though. So it's an uphill. Like I said, you can take all the testosterone in the world. It don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. So what if they half Hispanic? I don't know. We, 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 <laughs> if the child is black and Hispanic, uh, I don't know. I, I, ain't thought, I ain't thought that far on this. You know, most of us, when we say biracial, we just think about black and whites. My son ain't going to have a lifetime of arguing with, hey, listen, don't have, I'm not telling your son to argue. All I'm saying is if your son grows up to be one of these people, 
where he wants to see systemic change because he, he don't like child support rules, marriage laws. You don't like the fact that the government shows favoritism to black female business owners or they're not investing in black male children. If he turns out to be one of them people, well, your son going to have to go out there and do some SBE explaining. Meaning he going to have to go out there and engage these women and these beta males and the alphabet mafia and, and, and the white peoples and, and do some explaining out in these streets. Now, if he turns out where he's like, hey, pops, I just want to do me. I don't want no wife, no kids or whatever. I just want to make all my money, start my business and live my best life. Well, your son, he, well, he don't have to do no SBE explaining. It's just when you start talking about this, this, this systemic change component, that's when, uh, that's when y'all niggas got to be, y'all got to don the capes and, and go out there and fly around. You know what I'm saying? Transracial might. Oh, it's coming. Listen, if 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 men could be women and women could be men, and we actually have to believe this and say this with a straight face. Well, Rachel Dolezal is a reality too. She she she's over here. She uh, Rachel Dolezal is the is the originator of this transracial thing. In modern times, remember her? She said she was black. She do she do hair and all that crap. Paints black art. Went to an HBCU. All that crap. So if you could be transgender, you could be transracial. Shit, why not? I ain't got no problem with Rachel Dolezal. I never did have a problem with it. To be honest with you. My fitness channel promote masculine counteract and make look. I ain't popular enough for that. No, I'm just gonna do me. I'm 42 years old. <clears throat> I'm just gonna do me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm part of the SBE part that's I'm just gonna focus on me and my happiness with my family. I ain't gonna be out there trying to change you niggas. None of that crap. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about for those that want to go out there. I want to change it. I'm not, I'm not, I ain't going to be out there with that shit. I know niggas ain't about political change. That's the whole point. Logic's here. They say it in the chat. Don't talk to these women. You'll have very, you'll have a few that say they want to do it, but then they'll also turn around and say, we ain't going to talk to these women. Well, you're not about political change. I mean, these are the same niggas that don't vote anyway. So, but all I'm saying is in these conversations, niggas be talking this, this political stuff, but then they'll turn around and say, no SBE, don't talk to women. Don't do this. Don't bring them up. Well, you can't get political change if you don't engage your so-called enemy or the person that's causing you the biggest headaches in life. So trust me, I, I'm with you. I don't believe they're about political change either. Niggas want the government to help with their personal relationship. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I did my last video. I did my last video title on uh, what? What I titled? I said something about are black men. What I say? I said are black men just grown children? That's the name of my last video, my last live stream. Are black men grown children? Because niggas want daddy government to come through and save the day. 
They want to be treated like I, in my, my last video. I said, I think, I think a lot of, I think the roles have really switched. I think women want to be men in terms of they're doing everything they can to, to, to acquire money, power, and success, right? Money, power, and influence. And I think a lot of dudes, they want to be women. They wish they had breasts and booties so that they can uh, post these videos and, and get all these damn super chats. They wish they, wish they had uh, uh, some, some tie-ties like Melanie King so they can come up on here and talk shit while niggas stare at their titties all day and collect super chats. They want to do what women can do. Well, you know, you're not a woman. You can't, unless you go the saucy Santana route, Lil Nas X route, if you're a dude talking about you're a heterosexual man, you can't do what women do. They have it easier by design, by genetics. They can look cute or they can look busted up and somebody's still going to think they're cute and want to take care of them. You as a, a, a male, that ain't going to work for you. You're going to be out there homeless in these streets. Looking dusty and dirty, asking for a dollar on the side of the road. You can go find you a homeless chick with missing teeth. There's some nigga out there that will snatch her up and, and, and take care of her. Somebody will do it. Matter of fact, they got whole women's shelters out there. How many men's shelters are out there in comparison to the women's shelters? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think a lot of dudes wish they were in a position of women because women have put themselves in a position of power thanks to liberalism and feminism to where now they have all these programs and all these, these people in positions of power to uh, cater to the needs of women and ain't shit being catered to the needs of dudes, whether you're white, black, or whatever. But, but these niggas want that and they get mad when they see that they get mad at Melanie King and, and whoever else, Danica Marie, cause they can just hop up on there and put some titties in your face and have a thousand million niggas in the chat throwing, hell, you ain't even gotta go that far. You can just put up a pretty avatar like Jessica X. You don't even know what the hell this chick look like, if that's even her. And she can get it cracking on YouTube. Just because she got a pretty avatar. Meanwhile, niggas been on YouTube with avatars for years and can't can barely get it cracking. <laughs> that's just not an advantage you were born with. You weren't born with that advantage. And niggas is mad. They want to be the chicks. Who I never understood why she would want to be over here, to be honest, especially in the Washington state. Who who wanted to be over here? Who are you talking about, Miss J? Too many guys who don't want to talk to women. All they want to do is argue up and down. Look, arguing up and down is, is entertainment. It makes money. Or can't, it has the potential to make money. And people like to see it. But that's why, that's why I always talk about this YouTube shit. Is, is YouTube, YouTube, is YouTube reality and then there's actual reality. So you got a bunch of people that'll say all this crap on YouTube about whatever, whatever. But as soon as they log off and go back to their regular life, shit, the shit they be talking, most of them ain't doing it. They doing the complete opposite. Kind of like Obsidian. Obsidian was on this shit. I'm a bachelor, confirmed bachelor. I just want to bend women over the couch. He was on that shit for years. 
comes out this nigga been dating a chick for 12 damn years in a whole relationship. He done shifted to doing podcasts and videos with his woman. <laughs> he was on that BFF, BFF crap for years. Going hard in the paint. This nigga had a whole living girlfriend for 12 years. <laughs> and now he posting pictures of her every single day online. Every day, Obsidian throw a picture of him and his boo up on. Matter of fact, let's go. Let me show y'all. Let me go show y'all the latest picture. Since it is a public picture, I'm going to show y'all. Obsidian Media Network. This nigga posts a picture of her every day, y'all. Miss Brown Sugar, whatever her name is. Hold on, give me a second. Where's the screen at? Here we go. Every day, Miss Brown Sugar, all up and down this nigga's timeline. Every day, and look, that's his boo. That's his woman. That's that's his thing. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about him and his woman. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying nothing bad about the woman. I'm not saying that he can't showcase his wife. I mean, his girl or his lady friend, as he says, that's his business. I'm just pointing this out because I've been listening to Obsidian for a few years in some capacity. He was the king of, um, you know, black female effery, bending women over the couch, confirmed bachelor. But she been in the cut with this nigga for 12 years. According to him, they've been together for the past 12 years. So it's like, it's just like, wow, you've been kind of, you've been, you've been leading dudes to believe you were really a confirmed bachelor. But then he'll come back on here. Well, technically I am. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I'm like, all right, fine. Cause you know, he likes to get into the technicalities. Then he'll start breaking out the statistics on your ass. Well, according to blackdemographics.com and according to this random website that none of you niggas ever heard of because I read a lot of books.com, this is what a confirmed bachelor is. Like, nigga, but you got a girl, my nigga. Just, just, say, you, just say you got a girl. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Nigga, I've been, married, I've been married for 16 years. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with admitting that you got a significant other. Nothing wrong with it. But that's what he's been doing. He's been, he he don't had a he don't had the Azrael he don't he don't had the Azrael daywalkers of the world thinking that he was out here just living that that single pump and dump bachelor style life not knowing that for a whole twelve years when he was in the bedroom talking about BFF she was on the couch watching her stories the entire time <laughs> and like I, like I say I don't have an issue with the brother having a woman. Yeah, I saw that with Gabe. I saw that. I was watching that. This is his response to Gabe. If you if you click this, for some reason, it's not letting me click it, but he wrote this. He wrote like a 20... Listen, this nigga... Let me see if I can... I got to open it up in another window. But this this dude wrote uh, like, like five paragraphs in response to Gabe. For some reason, it's not letting me expand it on, on this browser. But if you open it up, go to his profile. He wrote about 10 damn paragraphs in response to Gabe. What up, Reg? 
Where my wrench at on your channel, Reg? I don't like the fact you took my wrench away. Give me my wrench back, nigga. <laughs> but, but I don't. Hey, what up, keep it taking. But I don't have a problem with it though. I, I sincerely don't. The only, the only, I'm only pointing this out because this is a prime example of people who say one thing on YouTube and then their life be the complete opposite offline. This nigga has had a whole woman with him for 12 years, according to him. But if you didn't know, but if you listened to him for the past seven years online and you didn't know any better, you would think that this nigga was just a single dude out there just, just, just single and mingling, just dating all over the place, not knowing she was there for 12 years. And so I'm looking at it like, why would you not just be upfront about you got a woman? There's nothing wrong with that. You got a, you got a woman, you got a woman. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You can still be a man with a woman and talk about relationship stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. People do it all the time. But now that he's come out and admitted that she exists, she stay on this nigga timeline. <laughs> she stay on the timeline. Yeah, he here talking about, I read this. He was like, he, oh my, let me, let me open up the other browser because, <laughs> hold on, let me open up, I got to open up another browser where you can, where I can actually expand this. Obsidian is a funny dude, man. This is a, this is a, uh, what time is it? Oh shit. I, I got a couple more minutes and I got to go take my son to karate practice. D depending upon if this rain lets up. Hold on. Let me give me a second. Hold on. Fuck. How do I get to you? Give me one. I got to open up this other window so I can expand this. Obsidian Media, Media Network. All right, here we go. This is a funny dude, man. All right. Hold on, let me share my screen. Give me a second. Uh, All right, so I had to open up a different browser so I can actually expand on this. So, how do I make this bigger? Where's the zoom at? So he says, uh, during a very interesting and lively live show over the weekend, the guest made a powerful point to the listening audience. What benefits and features do you offer a black woman to be with you in the first place, gentlemen? For example, depending on the source you refer to, the average cost of a date night here in Philly is about 120 USD or so. This is me paying the bill for a night out on the town over the weekend with my plus one. I dropped two and a half times what the average Philly brother would pay for a date without batting an eye and didn't even know it until I looked up in relation to what the guest said on the live the other day. The results speak for themselves. Ahum. What benefits and features do you have to offer to a lady? Let me know in the comments below and thank you. First of all, who the hell goes out there looking up how much money niggas are spending on dates, y'all? Who does that? Well, how many of y'all niggas out there actually went out there and said, let me, let me look up how much money do niggas in my city spend when they go take a, take a chick out on a date? Who, who sits there and looks this crap up? And then who sits there and posts a picture? 
I pay two and a half times what the average guy spends on his date. <laughs> Who does that? Like, I just, matter of fact, me and Royce, we went out the other night. Uh, this past Saturday, Royce came to town. Was it Friday or Saturday? It was Saturday. Royce came to town, him and his wife, and one of their and, and, and one of their uh, friends, and then me and my wife. We went to this little upscale spot here in Orlando. Uh, you know, it was, it was a little bit, it was a little pricey. You know what I'm saying? I don't think any, I don't think between myself and Royce, we even thought about the damn price. Not, we ain't had no conversation sitting around. Well, here in Orlando, the average black man only spends X amount of dollars on his date. I took my wife out and I spent. <laughs> Who does this, bro? Who does this? This is some weird stuff, man. Who who looks this crap up? According to demographics.com. <laughs> ah, shout out to Obsidian, though. I'm glad the brother's happy, man. He got him a woman. He's finally, finally told her she can get on camera. I'm happy for the dude, man. And I think it's great. Y'all should go read what he wrote about Gabe. I ain't finna read. Look, I'm just gonna show y'all. So this is all about Gabe right here. Look at this. He wrote all. He wrote. Listen. He wrote this at six forty two in the morning, y'all. First off, who wakes up at six forty two, and the first thing on your mind is another nigga. <laughs> this Negro got up and wrote this at six forty two in the morning, thinking about Gabe. Look at this. Look at this. He wrote all of this at 6.42 in the morning for Gabe A because of what Gabe A said to him on, on, um, on Reg the Bad Guy's channel yesterday. Look at this. He wrote all this at 6.40 in the morning, y'all. He hopped up out of bed and Gabe A was on his mind. Look, dude, I'm still scrolling. This is the, this this is the same thing. He wrote all of that, and then posted this pic. It was funny because you read the comments. There's this one. Let me read this one comment this nigga wrote. I almost I almost died laughing when I read it. Let me show y'all this one comment this nigga this nigga posted. Where's that one comment? More if it's still up here. Oh, look at so this dude named Jay Fit. He put, looks like you're kissing a transgender, to be honest. This probably wasn't the pick you should have went with. Got to think things all the way through next time. Be blessed. <laughs> Nigga, I read this comment and almost fell over laughing. This dude said, looks like you're kissing a transgender, to be honest. This probably wasn't the pick you should have went with. Got to think things through all the way next time. Be blessed. <laughs> that Nigga, I almost died laughing when I saw that. I mean, nigga, I was like almost in tears. I was like, I can't believe this nigga said this about this, this nigga's girl. Like, I ain't finna say nothing about no man's woman, even if they do post it. I mean, it is what it is. But the whole point is, he wrote all this at six in the morning, y'all. This nigga went to sleep with Gabe A on the brain. He was he was dreaming, having nightmares, choking Gabe out in his sleep, kicking the sheets. He's sleepwalking, grabbing his cane, swinging in the air at Gabe A. 
He done did all this crap. Got up at 6.42 in the morning and wrote a damn pamphlet for the uh, our novella for this nigga. But I'm, you know, I'm glad the brother's happy, though. I'm glad the brother's happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad Mumia Obsidian Ali is happy. I'm just saying he is the perfect example of YouTube rhetoric versus what goes on goes on in one's life offline. Because for the longest, how many of y'all knew she existed or she was a real person? <laughs> how many of y'all knew that she was a real person or she actually existed? For the longest, it was I'm bending chicks over on couches. That's all I'm here to do. Bend them over on couches. The whole time she in the cut waiting on the couch. <laughs> 12 years waiting on him to get off that damn microphone. <laughs> Shout out to Obsidian, though, man. Keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. I'm about to go. I gotta go take my son to karate practice. Yeah, man. Look, I ain't mad at the brother. I think more dudes should be open and honest about relations. There ain't nothing wrong with being in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with pumping and dumping, and there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship. I just think that you can't pump and dump forever. I think most pumpers and dumpers are going to end up in relationships. I think it's, I, that's where me and Ramil disagree. I think pumping and dumping is a young man's game. That's what I personally believe, because I've seen too many dudes, as they get older, they settle down with one chick. I've seen it. I've seen more dudes settle down with women than I have dudes who just been lifelong single men pumping and dumping. I'm talking about the, the numbers don't, don't even, they're not even fair. Like for every one dude that, that goes on to be a, a lifelong confirmed bachelor in real life, there's like a hundred dudes who, who, who eventually settle down. That's just what I've seen. I've never seen it any other way. As you get older, most dudes just want to settle down with one chick. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You should just want to be chilling. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Me and Royce, we going on a boat. Yeah, Royce, he, he, uh, he don't live too far from me. He moved down to Florida. So... Y'all might see a whole bunch of videos of, and me and Royce out there spending money on you niggas. <laughs> we both military, ex-military, retired, make a bunch of money. You're you going to see us. We're going to be out there on boats on you niggas. Now, I ain't going to be getting in the water because there's a bunch of sharks out there. Sharks and alligators, I ain't getting in. I ain't, I ain't sticking shit in the water. When I settle down, it'll be separate but equal. All right. Well, we say that now. We'll see. You know, get, get your prenup or do whatever it is you got to do. Get your will in order. But I'm just telling you, that's, you know, a lot of dudes talk that stuff. Like let's say, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you start buying stuff together, like you go buy your house together. Or you buy a car together. You know, y'all split up, especially if you're married. Well, that's both y'all's property. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, all I'm saying is do it however you feel is best for you. All I'm saying is as most dudes get older, most dudes are going to want to settle down and just be with one chick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just the, 
that's just the, the way it goes. I don't, I, I don't, I know way more dude. Like I say, for every one dude that's out there living that single man life, bachelor life, it's like a hundred plus niggas that are with one chick. There ain't nothing wrong with it. If you find you a down ass chick that's good for you and your overall quality of life. Now, if you out there trying to settle down with some hoes and thoughts that don't want to settle down or some, some hood rats and you ain't no hood rat type of nigga, then, you know, you might go to an early grave like Kevin Samuels or some shit. Yeah, man, I don't mess around with these sharks, B. I saw this video the other day. This white dude, he was on a boat with his kids and they had caught a shark and it was trying to get the shark off the hook. And the dude was trying to wrestle the, the little shark, get it off the hook, and somehow the shark twisted, and the man's finger got caught in that shark's mouth, and the shark bit his pinky finger off. Like, those teeth are sharp. It's those, the shark's teeth are like razor blades. I was like, hell to the gnaw. If, if, if I'm in the water and the shark is in the water, I'm not in the water anymore. I'm getting the hell up out of there. No, I do not do the shark. I'm sorry. Nope. That's their territory. <laughs> That's their territory. My territory is on land. I'll go to the swimming pool where I can see what's in the damn water. Look, I ain't even trying to be next to a shark to figure out how to poke one in the eye. I'm not trying to be that close to it. If that shark ain't in the damn aquarium, I'm not, I'm not next to a damn shark. I got to be on the boat. I'm not going in the, I, I don't do the sharks. So Royce, when we go out on that boat, and you want to go play with the sharks, I'll be on the boat waiting for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll toss you a, I'll toss you the, the little life raft or something, but I ain't getting out there. Fuck that. That's, that shark getting a bite in your ass. I'm like, it was nice knowing you, bro. Guess I got to figure out how to drive this boat back to land because I ain't getting out there saving shit. <laughs> Better call the Coast Guard, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> shit all right i gotta go shout out to logic sphere shout out to ramil y'all go sub to them sbe entertainment at its finest um that that's my only issue with it is is the uh when niggas get to talking political stuff about changing society and culture and laws that's the only issue i take with sbe is if you want to do that, well, you're going to have to go out there and start shame blaming and explaining like old buddy was saying on Ramil's panel. If you just want to use SBE to enhance your quality of life and just pursue your overall happiness, then I don't have an issue with that at all. I think you all should be out there trying to make more money, get your health together, your fitness together, your career, your professional prospects together, just your overall quality of life. I, I totally 100% support that and we'll keep championing that message it's just when you want to start talking about changing the culture changing laws and, and political stuff well the only way the only way you can change that stuff is either by sbing i mean you got to go out there and engage your so-called enemy or those causing you headaches in life or you got to go pick up the sticks and stones because that's the only way that crap changes that's the only that's the only point of contention that i really have with ty city and ramil and the whole sbe thing is that right there? But other than that, y'all go support these dudes. They be funny as shit. 
right, I'm about to go. I got to take my son to karate practice so he can uh, get some masculinity energy flowing through his blood. You know what I'm saying? So, we, so you know, <laughs> that's what we got to do. All right, y'all be safe. I'm out. Peace.